Welcome to podcast number 186 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Quality Christian Living is a podcast designed to help people live a balanced, quality Christian life. It's to help us understand what it is to live the abundant life, the overcoming life, the more than conquerors are life that the Word of God talks about. So I hope that you're excited about the series that we're in right now because I'm teaching on the topic of faith, just simply faith. Today's podcast is entitled, Why is Faith a Substance? Now, I'll explain why we're going to use that in a moment because we're going to be referring to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 as we get into this teaching. I think today could be a very powerful podcast where it could help your prayer life and the effectiveness of your prayers. So, you know, the Bible tells us the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Well, we're going to talk about how that can happen today through that scripture, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1. We're only going to use the one verse and analyze really only half of it today. And in the next podcast, we're going to deal with the second half of this this particular powerful verse in the Word of God. So with that, though, let's pray and ask for God's touch. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for the opportunity I have to bring a podcast to those who are listening. I know some are listening in the United States, and we have podcast listeners, quite frankly, all over the world. It's just amazing how you've blessed it. But I pray now that all of us, Lord, will be ready to receive something from your Word. And I ask for your anointing, and I ask for the Holy Spirit to come in now, take charge, take control and do what only he can do. And that is to make this a powerful, meaningful podcast that will help change lives. We have a need to have greater faith and we have a need today for the Holy Spirit to take control. As I surrender my thoughts, my plans, my notes that I have here to the Holy Spirit and ask for your guidance and direction, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm very excited about today's podcast because this is such an amazing scripture. This verse that I'm going to read to you in just a moment, we find in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1. It's in the New Living Translation that I'm using right now. I believe this particular scripture is misunderstood by a lot of people. I believe that most Christians have read or heard this passage of scripture in a church service or just on their own reading. But the question I have is, do people really understand the the full meaning of the words in this verse. So let me read that verse first to you. And then in a moment, I'm going to read other translations, just simply a few words of each translation to to get an idea of how this is described and how it varies basically in the way people approach this verse. We're reading Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. It says right here, faith is the confidence in God, not self that is. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Now that seems simple and easy, but in reality, are those two words, confidence and the hope for what will actually happen or assurance, does that give us clarification as to what it really means, the depth of what Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says? Now in the New King James Version, it reads this way. Now faith is the substance, and that's where I got the title for today's podcast, which is, Why is Faith a Substance? Why is it called a substance? So in, in King James Version and the New King James Version, it says this, Now faith is the subject, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you go to the New International Version in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says this, Now faith is the confidence in whatever we hope for, an assurance about what we do not see. Let's look at one more here. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 in the Revised Standard Version. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We're seeing a lot of different words used here to describe substance, which was the original translation. And then in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the Living 
Bible has kind of a totally different approach to describing it. It all means the same thing, but really what does it mean? It says here, what is faith? It is confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that whatever we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. Now there's a lot of different translations and a lot of people might get confused because of those translations, but the concept, the context I should say, of those scriptures are basically all wrapped up in the word, I believe, substance, and then we'll address in the second half of that scripture, the word evidence, and kind of analyze those a little bit today. We have five translations that I gave you today with the words substance, confidence, assurance, confident assurance. In the second half of that verse, we read five different translations and they use the words evidence, assurance, conviction, certainty. And so with that, what are these translations telling us? To me, it's saying that faith is something we can expect, anticipate that it will happen. Now, if you're not approaching your prayer life with that kind of faith to anticipate, to expect, to believe that it's going to happen, there's an anticipation, an expectation that something amazing is going to take place and that is the answer to your prayer. If you don't have that, I believe as we study why faith is called a substance and later on why faith is called the evidence. And so with that, let's get a little deeper into this because I think this is interesting. I hope that you'll find it interesting. I've spent a lot of time preparing this and and getting this to get all of us to understand that we need to have stronger faith. Now, if you don't want stronger faith in your prayer, you probably won't enjoy this podcast. But if you want stronger prayers, if you want to have prayers filled with faith, with substance, something you can actually put your arms around, then I believe, you know, that's what you want then you're going to really enjoy this particular podcast today. Now let's look closer and examine the first half of verse number one. In the New King James, let's use the word substance. That's also used in the King James Version, substance to describe our faith. Now first of all, we must understand that God's word has numerous definitions of the word faith. You know, Jesus talked about faith. He talked about greater faith and lesser faith and little faith and and through other areas of the word of God. We see references to the word faith being described differently, but they pretty much all mean the same thing if we understand that it's a substance. We will address most of them, most of these particular items in this series on faith, which is going to go on for a number of weeks, I believe. I believe the Holy Spirit's directing us to spend some significant time on the word of faith so we get a better understanding of how we can have greater faith and how we can truly have effective, fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. That's the kind of prayers that I want, and I know that's why you've tuned in today. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, should be broken into two powerful explanations of faith. We want to describe it in these two words. As we go through the entire chapter of Hebrews chapter 11, we see wonderful examples of faith in the lives of great men and women. In the secular world, the world that we live in, the secular world has things they call halls of fame. Things like the baseball hall of fame and the football hall of fame and the bowling hall of fame. And I think I mentioned in a prior podcast that I have an uncle who is one of the first members of the bowling hall of fame. But in the spiritual realm, and that's what we're dealing with today, we really understand the spiritual realm of the word faith. Our hall of fame is called the hall of faith. It consists of all those mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. Look at all the people who've been mentioned in the hall of fame. People like Noah and Moses 
and Isaac and Abraham and various other individuals, men and women both, who are in what, what we call, described in Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith. There Now, there are many definitions of the word substance, but more importantly, when you read Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, and it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'd like to ask you a question. What does it mean to you? What does that mean, that word substance mean to you? Does it mean that when you pray for something, like a serious disease, that it's it's something that you can actually wrap your arms around? Or when you pray for a prodigal son or a child who's away from you, or a marriage that's in trouble, wouldn't you like to know a little bit more about what it means that faith is actually a substance? Now, we know that a substance is something that you can actually put your hands around or put your hands in it around it or pick it up or carry it with you. Well, that's what faith really is. Faith is a substance. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it needs to be so powerful in our prayer life to understand that when we pray that we are praying a substance, something that you literally can believe in and touch and receive. So it it needs to be prevalent in our prayer times. When we pray in faith, we must have confidence. We must have assurance that our prayers will be answered. Amen? Don't you want to have prayers just filled with faith? That means we must remove all doubt, all fear, all anxiety. You see, it's so important that those things get out of our life when we're approaching prayer. When we see faith as a substance of things to hope for, we can almost reach out and grab it and touch it and believe that that's the answer. And we're touching the answer. We're accepting the answer for ourselves or for someone else. Now, believing faith as a substance says our need has been answered. Think of that. When it's a substance, then God has sent something to us that tells us that our need has been answered. You know, it's probably the best way to describe that is give you a couple examples. For years as a pastor, I used to go to hospitals and pray for people and we saw some great results and sometimes people were healed instantly and other times they weren't. I can remember one particular case where I went into the hospital to pray for a man who was having hip surgery. His hip was completely deteriorating and it had to be taken out and put a new hip in. Well, we went in there and we prayed and all we did was I got my oil out. I laid my hands on him. I prayed for him and believed that God would heal him. Kind of like I had on many other prayers, but there was something special that took place. It seemed like the substance and the power of prayer came into that room. And the family was there, and there was a wonderful expectation when we finished our prayer time. Well, the doctor came in and said, well, we need to take him into surgery, and we were praying for healing. And so he took him down the hallway and into the operating room. And so they said it would be like a three or four hour surgery. So I went back to the church office. Family said they'd be fine, and they'd call me, and so I could come back and and see him when he gets out. Well, anyways, I got a call about... About 20 minutes after I left, I was back at church and I got a call. They said, you need to come here, Pastor, immediately now. Something amazing is happening. Something wonderful has happened. And so I thought, well, okay. So I got in the car and drove over a little bit confused, a little bit like I'm not sure I understand what's taking place. I went into the room and when I did, the man was sitting up and he was awake and the family was there and the doctor was there. And I said, how is he doing? And the doctor said, I'm just curious. What did you do before the operation? I said, well, we pray. The Bible says, call for the elders of the church and anoint him with oil and the prayer of faith will raise him up. So we believe that that when you opened him up, that there would be no need for the surgery or that there you'd find it out even before you opened him up. There'd be no need for the surgery. And the doctor said, well, I did open him up because I, I knew that we had to take his, his, his entire hip out. And so the doctor said, well, here's an x-ray of what it looked like before we went into surgery. And now here's what an x-ray looks like of what his hip looks like today. And the doctor says, he's been completely healed. Matter of fact, the doctor looked at me and he says, his 
his bone structure, I've never seen anything like this, has been completely recreated in this man's hip. He says he doesn't need surgery. I just regret that I made an incision to open it up so that I could see it. But when I opened it up and looked at it, I thought there's something wrong here. There's something different. And God had healed this person. The healing power of Jesus manifested into this guy's body and he was totally and completely healed. Now the only thing he had to deal with was the incision that had to be healed back up. But think about that, how incredibly powerful that was. And it's something that was in the the records over at the hospital. The doctor looked at me and he says, well, I don't know how to describe it. I've heard of these things, but I've never seen one. And so he says, I guess we'll just call it a miracle. And I said, yeah, I guess we probably should. And there's another case one time when a lady came to me in church. I'm giving you these examples because I want this to help your faith, to build your faith so that you can see it as a substance. I was praying for a lady who had had diabetes for most of her life. She was probably 50 years old and had had diabetes for about 20 years. And she said it was getting worse all the time and that it needed to be healed. And I said, well, do you believe that God is the healer? And she said, yes, I do. I said, well, then two of us, let's just believe and agree that God's going to heal you of diabetes. Now, diabetes is a very, very life-threatening disease. And very seldom have I ever heard of people being healed of it. So we prayed for this lady and we agreed. And I, when we were done praying, and I just believed that something special had taken place in that prayer time. And I said, now you need to go to the doctor and get it checked to be sure that you are healed of it. She went to the doctor and called me the next day. And she said, Pastor, I just, it's amazing. But the doctor said, there's no sign of diabetes in me. And she went back and got checked every week for a couple of months just to be sure. And the disease never came back. Her diabetes was completely healed by the power and by the blood of Jesus. You see, the Bible tells us that by his stripes we're healed. We claim that and we believe for that. So those are a couple of examples I think that's important for you to think about when we analyze the power of prayer and the fact that prayer is a substance. That's something like I like to call it. You can wrap your arms around it and believe for it and claim it and watch it become reality in your prayer time. Now, when we pray, it's nice to have scriptures. I like to have all kinds of scriptures to claim what my prayer is going to be about and how I'm going to pray and what I'm going to pray and believe for that that miracle to take place. So when we pray, we must believe what the Bible says. And let me give an example. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, it's a powerful scripture. You've probably heard it many times before, but it's a crucial scripture written by Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, New Living Translation. He personally carried our sins, that's Jesus, in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. You know, we've just got to believe in prayer. You know, so many times when I pray for people, they come up and they've got this this kind of this forlorn look, this sad look, this look of maybe no hope. And I'll ask them, do you really believe in prayer? Do you believe that God can heal you of whatever your need is before I even know the need. And I like to talk to them because I want them to get their faith in agreement with me so that the two of us can approach God and believe by claiming his word that this person is going to be healed. And if they say, well, I'm not sure, our kind of hope, well, I, I like to talk to them for a while and explain to them that it's so important that we approach this in faith, that we believe that prayer is a substance. And many times I read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 again, that, that prayer is a substance and that it's going to bring something to pass that's, that's not happened, but it's going to become reality. So let's move on now to another scripture 
here, when we pray for anything, our faith will increase because of the scriptures, because of the words that we claim, right? I told you earlier that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We need to have prayers that are effective, they're fervent, and but we got to be living a godly life and believe that our prayers will be answers and we can approach it in faith as a substance, something we can latch on to. Let me read to you Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20. It's one that you've probably all heard before, but it's, I believe, I believe with all my heart that when you pray, you need to have scriptures in your hand and in your heart and in your mind. And Jesus is speaking these words and it's found in Matthew chapter 17 verse 20 in the New Living Translation. He says this, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. You see, they were trying to cast a demon out of some some man in, in Matthew chapter 17 and verse number, let's go back to 14. It says, at the foot of a mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them and they were praying for this guy. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on me, on my son. He has seizures and and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to your disciples that they could heal him. See, he took him to the church, took him to those supposed to be men of faith. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Isn't that interesting? Jesus is kind of frustrated. He's like, I've taught you about faith. I've shown you faith. I've given you examples of faith. And here, you're not even handling this thing correctly. In verse 18, he says, Then Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy, and it left him. From that moment on, the boy was well. Verse 19, Afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus privately, Why couldn't we cast out the demon? I guess that was a good question for them. They're saying, Well, we've prayed. We thought we do, we're doing things that were right. And Jesus said this in verse 20, You don't have enough faith. You know, earlier he said, You faithless and corrupt people. He says, Now you don't have enough faith. See, they didn't see faith as substance. Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Now, I believe all my heart and all my mind and everything that's in me that we can look at a mountain and pray for it and it could be removed. Now, people say, that's silly. That's ridiculous. That's not what he's talking about. But I'm just going to take Jesus at what he said here. Now, have I seen a mountain move? No. Have I seen a mountain in someone's life moved? Yes. Have I seen a man who needed surgery, they said, but God moved the mountain and healed the man's hip totally, completely, while he was sitting on the operating table? That man had a mountain removed from his life. So I believe the mountains can also be applied to difficult things and great challenges that we have in our life that by faith, we can see these things take place. We can see the substance of faith coming into our prayer life and believing for people to be healed or for mountains to be removed in their life and they'll be healed. Now, some people say, well, it's kind of silly to even imagine that maybe we could pray and a mountain could be removed or could be moved over. Well, let's go back to Moses. Didn't he walk up to the Red Sea and the soldiers, the Egyptian soldiers were after the people of Israel and he stretched out the staff and he looked at the at the water, the raging water, and he said, you know, prepare the way or prepare a path and the water was separated. Did not Moses pray the prayer of faith and believe that God would create a miracle there? Well, it's interesting. Moses had never read Matthew chapter 17 or verse 20. Of course, I'm just kidding right now because that was thousands of years later. But think about it. We can have great faith and believe that it's a substance. Now, let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 again. And as I read the verse, claiming and calling forth great faith is what we need to do. Claim your need right now as I'm reading this. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. 
Faith is the confidence or the substance of what we hope for, and it's actually going to happen. I'm reading a New Living Translation. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. You see, things are going to actually happen when we believe it. When we pray believing that God is going to heal us, we need to pray very firmly and very strongly. I like to read the New King James Version. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's what we want. That's what we want to have happen. The evidence of things not seen. It's proof of things that we've not seen. Now, in the next podcast, we're going to address the second half of that verse. You might say a whole podcast for a half of a scripture. You can do a whole podcast, a series of podcasts just on one word. And so, yes, the second podcast, we're going to deal with evidence. And what does it mean to have evidence? But before we do that, let's look at at another scripture that's so important found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 17. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son. Now that is faith. That's faith that has substance. You see, Abraham was ready. He was ready. He raised the knife. He was ready to sacrifice his only son. But his faith had such substance and such confidence in God that he knew God was in charge. And then at that moment, God provided another sacrifice. In eleven Hebrews 11 and verse 21, listen to this. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was an old and dying man, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. Look, 22. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. Verse 23. I just, I tell you, once I start reading these, I just get so excited about it. Verse 23. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. Wow. Verse 24. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. You know, when we start understanding faith and believe that it's a substance, everything changes. I mean, everything about our prayer life will change. We must receive greater faith and see it as a substance for all of our needs and for the needs of others that we pray for. We can see faith as a substance even if we do not receive our answer. You might say, well, I don't understand that. Well, quite frankly, even if we don't get the answer to this particular request, it does not change the fact that faith is a substance and that we've got to believe for that and expect it, anticipate it with an expectation that God's going to answer it. Maybe not now, maybe not in the way that we prayed, but that God is going to send the answer. Faith seen as a substance of things hoped for, let me describe it this way, is faith as a blessed hope, the assurance, the hope of what we're praying for and what we're believing for. Faith as a substance keeps us praying, believing, trusting, and with an expectation of God's answer. We've got to believe that it's something that's real, so real. Like I say, we can wrap our arms around it. Now let's look at Hebrews 11.1 again. Do you see it differently than you did before this podcast? And I'm going to pray for you when that's all done. Let's just look at that scripture once again. 
I'm going to read it out of the New King James Version, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, I sure hope that it means something more to you today. Remember, in other translations, it's referred to as substance, confidence, assurance, confident assurance. So with that, we're going to pray now and believe that God's going to bless you and give you greater faith as we pursue him, his word, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you once again for this teaching, for I thank you so very much for Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, and I pray that you would now help it to explode in the minds and the hearts and the faith of those who are listening into this podcast. May they never again pray without believing that their prayers are substance. And Father, their faith, Father, their faith has substance, something that they can wrap their arms around, Father. And I believe, Lord, that you're going to help them and you're going to anoint them and their their faith will increase, Lord. They'll see a, a confident hope, Lord, a blessed hope of their prayers being answered and they'll approach prayer in a way totally different maybe than what they have in the past and that they'll have the faith that they need. As Jesus told us to have faith as small as a mustard seed, we can have a mountain removed. So I pray that the mountains in their lives, if there be any great challenges in their lives, Father, that they be removed and cast into the sea, Father, taken away, Father. And we believe that and we thank you for it and give you the praise for it. And I pray, Lord, that those people who are maybe still maybe doubting a little or wondering or questioning about this type of faith, that they would follow me in the next podcast as we're going to get into an extended of Hebrews chapter 11 and 1 and talk about what the Bible calls as evidence, that faith is evidence. And we're going to find that evidence and prove that evidence. So I believe it's going to become real and powerful in their life. Thank you once again for the opportunity I've had to bring this message at this time. And I pray that those who've listened to it would receive an increase in their faith. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Well, I hope that this podcast has been help to you. We're going to continue to analyze and study Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, you might think, my goodness, is there an entire podcast just in the word evidence? I can assure you that, yes, there is. And so I'll be following up with that. And I believe the title to my next podcast is going to be called, Why is Faith the Evidence of Things Not Seen? So you're going to you're going to be blessed by it as we get into God's Word and prove it through the Word of God. So if you'd like to get additional information on the things that we teach about in Quality Christian Living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll see on my front page there a reference to the things that I've written. A number of books that I've written are on that page. In addition to that, there's a link on there to all the podcasts that we've done. And now there've been 186 of them. And those podcasts will carry instructions and teachings on various topics, things like finances, things like how to get out of debt, how to increase your income, how to have a a blessed spirit-filled life, and how you can operate in the gifts of the spirit. We talk about prospering spiritually and financially. I talk about having great faith. So with that, I hope that you'll look at my webpage and get some additional help when you get there. In addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, once again, I hope this has been a blessing to you. I'm very excited. I'm particularly excited about this, this one podcast coming up on what evidence of faith is. And it's something I hope that you'll tell your friends and your family and your uh, maybe work associates that we're teaching a series on faith. 
and particularly going into the book of Hebrews. I'll be reading more in that book in the upcoming podcast. In addition to that, we're going to then continue our series on faith with a number of topics like why faith must take action. We're going to talk about another podcast entitled Faith Says No Turning Back. We're going to talk about why we are called people of faith. I'm going to get into the discussion of faith requires believing it is so, even if it's not so, even if it's not happening the way we want it to happen, we still have great faith. In future podcasts, I'm going to address questions like, what robs us of our faith? And then, of course, what increases our faith? And what do faith and intercessory prayer have in common? I'm going to have a couple of lessons dealing with faith is peace and joy. It's living a good life. Where does faith come from? So I hope you'll stay with me. I'm very excited about this series, and I believe if you'll let others know, I'm sure they want to see an increase in their faith, and God's Word gives us so many examples of how we can see that take place. So with that, I'm going to close right now because I believe the Lord has completed this particular podcast. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may your faith increase beyond what you can imagine or even think. Thank you so much for listening in.